You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Cardinals for Wednesday, June the 15th of 2022, the second episode of 2022. In tw- second episode of June 15th, rather, of 2022. I am the host of the show, Lucas Smith. Find me on Twitter at LJ Fastball. You can also find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On, or at LO underscore Cardinals, rather, for all of your Locked On Cardinals needs. If you missed the first episode of the day today, go back and give it a watch, give it a listen, give it something. It was a great episode. I really enjoyed recording that one. It was about Miles Michaelis' near no hitter as well as talking about Paul Goldschmidt and the MVP caliber season that he is indeed having. This episode, episode number two of the day, because I wasn't able to get one out yesterday. Allergies, lost a voice yesterday, wasn't really great. As you might be able to still tell a bit on Amanda, but we're good to go for two episodes today. We're talking about the return of Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty will be making his 2022 season debut tonight for the St. Louis Cardinals. He'll be on a 60-pitch limit. It'll be a hard limit for him. So anywhere from four, maybe five innings if he's really effective and really on it. Uh, but we will have to wait and see uh, how effective he's going to be. But the 60-pitch limit is indeed what he's going to be. And this is a return that the Cardinals need desperately. And it's one that doesn't solve all problems automatically for the Cardinals' rotation help and pitching needs. It will solve a lot of problems if Flaherty pitches up to his standards and up to his potential. If he's able to pitch like he did in second half of 2019 and really pre-injury in 2021, then that does solve a lot of problems because that means Flaherty's going to come back and be your ace. But how, how did we get to this point for Flaherty? He came into the, to the 2022 spring training from the get-go, really, with with right shoulder inflammation. And that really didn't, didn't slow down at all, obviously getting uh, placed on the... Injured list, made a couple of rehab starts. His most recent one, he recorded six strikeouts for Memphis against the Durham Bulls. And Flaherty, up until a couple days ago, was scheduled to still be in Memphis and still be making his rehab start. This would have been likely his final rehab start if things went well, and he would get his start later. However, really honest conversations being reported by John Denton of MLB.com, who's the first man to break the news to my knowledge, as well as other people reporting this, honest conversations between Oliver Marmol, the Cardinals manager, and Jack Flaherty led to him saying, I would rather increase the intensity of what I'm doing rather than increase the workload. Because if he was at Memphis tonight, Flaherty would be going 75 pitches. Instead, the intensity is higher. It's ramped up. It's Major League Baseball, higher than minor leagues. No disrespect to minor league baseball. But the intensity ramped all the way up but you're still at 60 pitches. And I think this was, this is the type of manager that Marmol is, and I think this is huge. You know, the the, the, the the term, the label player's manager gets thrown around a lot. But I'm not really sure Marmol is, is a total player's manager. Player's managers or player coaches really kind of get the rep of coaches running, or players running, I'm just here to facilitate. Marmol, I think, is kind of a hybrid. Clearly, he trusts his players enough, trusts his team enough, for his guys to tell him what's going on. Because if he didn't, Flaherty would be in Memphis tonight making a rehab start, and Andre Pallante would be getting the start tonight. However, he trusts his guys enough 
to say, when Flaherty said, I want to do this, Marmol listened to him, they had a conversation, and now they're doing it. That, I think, is a great testament to the kind of manager Marmol is in saying that he will trust his guys very, very much so. But he's still going to discipline his guys. We saw that with Bader. We've seen that this year. So I'm not saying he's a, he's a complete player's manager and just lets the players run the show. But he's trusting Flaherty. And getting Jack Flaherty back for this team is huge. If Flaherty, again, is able to pitch to his potential. Regardless, it's an arm in the rotation that is a bona fide, at minimum, starter. Because you look at Jack Flaherty's career numbers, uh, his first taste of the major leagues was in 2017, his first full year, 2018. He's got a 3-3-4 ERA, 93 games, 90 of those starts, 487 and a third innings pitched, whip of 1.07, 567 strikeouts. This was somebody who, even last year, was really, really good. And I think the, the biggest thing for me from Flaherty, when, when he, in the reports the, of him talking to Marmol, he said that his stuff felt as good as it has since 2019. We all remember 2019, especially the second half. Final numbers for Flaherty in 2019. He was just 11-8, and eight, but a 2.75 year rate and 33 starts. 196 in the third innings pitched. His whip was a minuscule .968, led the league in that category as well as hits per nine. Only gave up 6.2 hits per nine innings. 231 strikeouts, ERA plus of 152, fourth in the Cy Young, 13th in the MVP voting. What really got him to that mark was the second half. Because in the first half of the season, on 18 starts, he had a 4-6-4 ERA. 4-6, and six, 97 innings pitched in 18 starts. Second half, 15 starts, 99 and a third innings pitched. He goes 7-2, and two, a 0.91 ERA, strikes out 124 batters in the 99 and a third innings pitched. That is a historic second half for Flaherty. And if he says his stuff is there, or close to there as, as close to there as it's ever been since that point, this league better watch out. And again, this goes to my point that I talked about at the beginning of this month, that this team is on a much different trajectory than they were June of 2021. In June 2021, you lose Flaherty. Wayne Rancher, only valuable pitcher. The offense is sputtering out of control. In June 2022, you've got Wainwright pitching well. You've got Michaelis pitching well. You've got Hudson pitching well. Jack Flaherty's on the way back. Hopefully, he's 100% healthy. They did, they did not rush Flaherty back. That was key. So Flaherty hopefully had the appropriate amount of time to recover, the appropriate amount of time to Find his way back. Did not rush him. Did not risk any setbacks. Steven Matz had a setback. Flaherty did not. A healthy and performing. Again, that is the key. A healthy and performing Jack Flaherty helps this rotation out a ton. So how does Jack Flaherty get there? Specifically, how does Jack Flaherty help this team? I'm excited for his return. I'll be tuned in tonight. I'm working, but I'm still going to be tuned in. To the, to the game and, and watching it because even if even though it's only 60 pitches, this is really going to help the team. But when he comes back for, to a full-time starter, someone's got to go. And really, everybody has made this decision extremely difficult on Ali Marmol and the coaching staff. We'll talk about that decision 
coming up here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys about BlueNile.com. Because whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, you can find jewelry as unique as your significant other with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. If you're looking for fine jewelry but you have trouble choosing, because I know I do and I'll be using this tool when I go to Blue Nile, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. They are available via the phone or chat function to help you find a memorable gift at every single budget. Make your moment sparkle. With jewelry from BlueNile.com, Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKEDON, that is code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for this incredible deal. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. You can shop stress-free and find your forever peace today at BlueNile.com. Jack Flaherty making 60 pitches today. That is his cap. That is what we're going to see from Flaherty today. But you have to remember, even pre-injury last year, this is not somebody that was just lost. Because in 2019, obviously the second half saved his season. I, I mentioned that he had the ERA uh, above four, it was 4.64 in the first half of 2019. And then the second half really stayed with ZRA, really brought down. It was historic. It was a great run. But even last season, he made nine starts before getting hurt. And in that, in the last season, he, he, he was really good before he got hurt. I beg your pardon. He made 11 starts before he got hurt. He was 8-1 and one in those starts. 62 innings pitched. He struck out 67. So 9.7 in case per nine. His whip was 1.03. Just seven home runs, 44 hits. He was really, really, really good before he got hurt. I would argue, one could argue, ace-level type stuff from Jack Flaherty before he got hurt. So that to me, so it's not like we're, we're only relying on the numbers, the stuff from 2019, the second half. That to me is why Jack Flaherty, his return is so important. Because he showed that he has the capability at pitching in that level just last season. It was only for 11 starts. I get that. But it's there. The The possible success is there. The stuff is there. To me, it's about control, and it's about establishing the inside part of the plate for Flaherty. That is the key, in my opinion, for Jack Flaherty to find success. Establish that fastball in. Work with your slider away off of that. Jack Flaherty returning, as I talked about in the segment number one, means somebody's got to go. And everybody in the starting rotation right now has made this a hard decision for Oliver Marmol and company. Especially, you're just days away, or days, you're only a few days removed from you saying Andre Pallante is a starter, and Pallante, the scheduled starter for today, is coming in relief of Jack Flaherty. The starting rotation right now, without Flaherty, Wainwright, Michaelis, Hudson, Pallante, Libertor. All in all honesty, and again, this could just be recency bias on the way they're pitching right now. That's not a bad starting five. It's, it's just not. Flaherty coming back means one of those has to go. The Cardinals could go a couple different routes, in my opinion, with, with what they want to do. 
They could put Pallante back to the bullpen. Get yourself a fourth reliable arm in the bullpen. Keep your swingman in the bullpen. Allow him to make spot starts every once in a while. Leave Libertor in until you get Matt's back in the bump or even Hicks. But I think when Hicks comes back, personally, that Hicks should be in the bullpen. So that's one route. The other route is that since you just say, said Pallante is going to be a starter, you want to stick to that. You want to keep Pallante in the starting rotation, which is fine. Libertor goes back to the minor leagues. If Plante moves to the bullpen, obviously you're going to see somebody sent down. Maybe a Naughton or somebody of that nature. Wickren, maybe. Ver, not going to be Verhagen. But you're going to see somebody sent down. You're going to have to be. I think both of them, both of those options, both those routes for the Cardinals have pros and cons to them. Because either way, whether you leave Palante in the rotation or you leave Libertor in the rotation, you've got a young gun with great stuff that can have success at the major league level. And Plante has been a find out of the bullpen this year that has earned some starting spots. So the con with leaving Plante in the rotation and setting Libertor down, or the cons, I should say, but the first one that comes to mind is that your bullpen stays where it's at. You don't gain anybody in the bullpen, you just lose a starter. And the bullpen still has to find a way to rely on the guys not named Henesis Cabrera, Giovanni Gagos, and Ryan Helsley. They were doing it for a while because you had Palancing in there as well as a fourth option. So that's the big con. The other con is that we don't get to see Matthew Libertor. And despite you know only going five innings in his last start, and it being against the Pirates, it was five shutout innings. It was a 98-degree day, felt like 110 at, at one point during the day. In a day game. So that the elements probably didn't help him out there. So the con the, the two the twofold con to leaving Palante in would be no Libertor and no bullpen help. If the Cardinals if Marmont wants to backtrack and not to say this is a bad thing, but if they want to go back on saying Palante is a starter and you move Palante to the bullpen, send a bullpen arm down, Libertor stays in the rotation until Matt stays in. The con there is that you're losing Plante in the rotation. And that you're messing with his development because you're going, he, he's an in-between guy. Is he a starter, reliever? I don't know. That could mess with his health. That, that could have long-term effects. Could. Going back and forth like that. The pros to leaving Libertor in the rotation and moving Plante back to the bullpen is, as I said already, you've got Libertor in the rotation and he has been exciting to watch finally getting to see him in the big leagues. And you've got Andre Pallante as another weapon in the bullpen. And the bullpen gets some much-needed insurance, much-needed reinforcements, rather. As now you have a fourth option in the bullpen. You keep your swingman there. You've got some long relief options outside of Wickard and Verhagen and Cabrera, who I guess is qualified to be a, a long reliever. And the pros to leaving Pallante in the rotation and sending Libertor down. Libertor still gets to work at the minor league level. Maybe he gets to work on... A couple of key things, knowing that he can do it at the major league level. And Plante gets more shots to be a starter. Because Plante, 100%, has earned those shots. But again, no matter which option the Cardinals go with, because the reason I say Libertor Plante are the two, it's because Michaelis is not being sent down or released or moved from the starting role. I just talked about him earlier today as a dark horse Cy Young candidate. 
Adam Wainwright's name is Adam Wainwright, and he's pitching extremely well, even though he's 40 years old. So he's not going anywhere. And Dakota Hudson has shown a lot of potential this year to keep earning starts. So Lee Retorn and Palante are the two options to go down. Regardless, the key man in all of this is obviously Jack Flaherty. Which Jack do we get? Do we get the Jack Flaherty of 2019 second half, first 11 starts of 2021? Do we get the Jack Flaherty that, that struggles coming off of injury late 2021? Do we get the Jack Flaherty that struggled in the first half of 2019, got blew up a little bit in 2020? Which Jack do we get? Because regardless, the Cardinals need starting pitching help. And just getting an arm isn't good enough. I have faith in Flaherty, especially in tonight's game, because after all, it is against the Pirates. I have faith in Flaherty to get the job done. The metrics, according to John Denton, back up Flaherty's claim that his stuff feels as good as it did in 2019, the second half of 2019. The stuff, to me, has never been an issue for Flaherty. Whether he's at his best or at his worst. Obviously, you've got days mixed in between there that, you know, your stuff isn't there. Different days. But overall, on his be- you know, from the best to the worst, Flaherty has the stuff. The fastball is electric, especially when he's able to establish it on the inside corner. The fastball plays at the major league level. The curveball is good enough. Working on a little bit of a changeup and a cutter, if I remember correctly, as well. That slider, though, is a wipeout pitch for Flaherty. So that's why I said in the first segment, if the stuff is there, I'm trusting Flaherty to get this. That, that, that's a big reason why Marmol trusted Flaherty, because the stuff is indeed there. Both according to Flaherty and the sabermetrics, tend to back that up again, according to John Denton of MLB.com. I'm so, I really am excited to see Flaherty pitch at the major league level. He is somebody that has a lot of hype around him. And when he's pitching well at the end of the day, too, he's fun to watch. Because I think he's kind of a hybrid of, of, of what we're seeing from a guy like Wainwright versus a guy like Helsley. Right, and what I mean by that is Wainwright stuff might not be exceptional. He ha- he has to know how to pitch, changes speeds, locates up, down, in, out, fast curve, cutter, cha- moves it around. Helsley, fastball, slider, the stuff plays. Yes, Helsley knows how to pitch. You can't just throw, but the stuff for for Helsley is a big reason of the increased success this year. He has found the stuff. Flaherty, I think it's a hybrid because he knows how to pitch and his stuff is in the upper echelon. So he's a solid pitcher. The next step is executing his stuff. as He, he uses that word all the time, need to execute. So the next step is to execute the stuff and pitch. Locate, locate, locate. That's going to be a key for Jack Flaherty as he makes his season debut. Game four. Also lost in all of this, not lost in it, but also involved in all of this is the fact that the Cardinals are going for a four-game sweep with the Pirates in three days. So Jack Flaherty gets the ball. Andre Pallante is in relief. And then the offense is going up against Pirate right-hander Rosne Contreras. 
Contreras, big name for the Pirates prospect. We'll talk about him coming up in a moment, as well as how the Cardinals can be successful here in game number four in three days against the Pittsburgh Pirates. But first, I want to tell you guys about a next product that is incredible. It tastes good. It is healthy. That is Athletic Greens. What is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1 Athletic Greens, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens that help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. It helps so many things. It's incredibly healthy, and it is lifestyle-friendly because whether you eat keto, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, Paleo, whatever it is, it is lifestyle friendly, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, and it still tastes good, but it is also incredibly cost effective. It costs you less than $3 a day, you are investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's also cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself because you are investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Right now is the time to reclaim your health and your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of water every day. That is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Also want to tell you about BetOnline.net as it is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL Conference Finals and now Stanley Cup Finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sport wagering information. This includes live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today to see what more I'm talking about. Be sure to use that mobile device as well to learn about the trends and action because BetOnline is where the game starts. Flaherty versus Contreras today. For the Cardinals and the Pirates, before I get there, I do want to tell you about the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft as well. That is starting tomorrow, June the 16th. They have over 50 insiders. Nothing equals the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft with the Locked On NBA Big Board Draft Experts plus Odyssey Insiders. First pick is tomorrow, June the 16th. Be sure to search the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and follow it so you don't miss a pick. Rosnick Contreras will be making his eighth appearance at the Major League level. His fifth start, and he's really impressed so far. He's 1-1 one one with a 2.57 ERA. Again, in four starts. His last appearance came on the 10th of June against the Atlanta Braves. He was tagged with a loss on that one, going just four and two-thirds of an inning with four runs, three earned, eight hits, a home run. He did strike out seven in that game. Contreras is one of the pitchers that the Pirates are most high on for their future. Uh, his first Three games, or four or five games that came out of the bullpen, again, before the last couple of starts um, as he makes his fifth start tonight against the St. Louis Cardinals. So the Cardinals do have some experience against Contreras. Arenado's one for one. Everybody else is hitless and one to two at-bats because the time that Contreras 
did face the Cardinals was all the way back on April the 9th. He goes an inning in two-thirds, gives up two hits, two earned runs, uh, hit a man, walked two, did not strike out anybody. Uh, since then, he has not faced the St. Louis Cardinals, so they will get their second look at the right-hander, where's number 59 for the Pirates. The Cardinals will be looking for offensive success as they go for a sweep. Lineup hasn't been released yet at the time of this recording. I know that you had a doubleheader yesterday. You might be trying to rest guys, get an off day tomorrow, travel day. If I'm Ali Marmol, I'm leaving the pedal to the metal. I've talked about it on every episode this week. Monday, the one today, and now I'm talking about it tonight. Or today, right now. The Cardinals need to take advantage of this schedule. The goal was three out of four against the Pirates, in my opinion. That's great. Go for the sweep. Go for the jugular. The Brewers tonight are at the Mets. Brewers have Burns. Mets have Peterson. You have to think that that advantage goes to the Brewers. Tomorrow, in an off day when the Brewers have a free day to pick up a half a game, Mets send out Tyler McGill to the mound. Brewers sending Aaron Ashby. And then the Brewers are at Cincinnati this week where the Cardinals are against the Red Sox. The really good Red Sox team. I understand if you got to find some rest for some guy for, for a guy or two, but Goldschmidt needs to hit, Arenado needs to hit. You need to have your regulars out there, even though it's the Pirates. Four games in three days. It's been ungodly hot outside. Put your pedal to the metal. Put your regular nine out there. Get 60 pitches from Flaherty. Hopefully that's four innings. Let Palante go four, four or five. I think of the perfect recipe for success tonight for the Cardinals. Offensively, do what you've been doing. Let Goldschmidt hit. Gorman's hitting. Arnado's starting to hit the ball hard as well. Edmund's on fire. Keep things rolling offensively. That's not the concern. A perfect night tonight for the Cardinals, in my opinion. Flaherty for four. Palante for five. That's a tall ask. Well, it won't be easy because it's a hot night. You just don't know what you're going to get. But 60 pitches over four innings, I think, is solid. And if Flaherty gets through four innings on 50 to 55 pitches, probably going to see him not stay in the game. And you're going to see Palante coming after that. Palante hopefully comes in on no pitch count. Just regular. Go out there and get a start. I'm really excited for Jack Flaherty. I remember in August of 2021 was the first show that I did on YouTube, and it was Jack Flaherty's return after being hurt. Um, it was against the Kansas City Royals, if I remember correctly. So this is kind of not, not full circle, because there's you know, not really anything monumental about today other than Flaherty coming back, but give me deja vu of that, and Flaherty impressed in that start again, if I remember correctly. So we'll see if Flaherty can impress once again tonight. So if you didn't watch or listen to the first episode of the day today, I highly encourage you to do so. Talked about Michaelis, talked about Goldschmidt. It was a fun episode to record just as this one was. So I appreciate everybody listening today to this episode and last. Be sure to listen to both. They are both great ones. These are two of my favorites that I've recorded in a while, especially the one earlier today. So be sure to give that a listen or a watch. Be sure to subscribe on the YouTube channel. Upwards of 1,020 subscribers as we keep improving. So thank you very much for that. You can follow along on any podcasting platform as well. Be sure to leave a rating where possible. Leave your thoughts as well. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. One more thing to say. Be sure to listen to Locked on MLB with our pal Sully as well as he gives you his take on the majors past and present. And it's a complete great rundown. So go listen to Locked on MLB. Tomorrow, recapping Jack Flaherty's start. 
kind of resetting the stage. Friday's episode will be a preview of the Boston Red Sox series as 2004-2013 relive this weekend in Fenway. So until I talk to everybody, until I talk to y'all tomorrow, talking about Flaherty Start, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.